0: Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally in your career and in your faith and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. So glad that you're here to hang out with us today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman and I am the host of Your Life Rocks podcast. Can you believe that we are on episode 22? Oh my gosh. If you're just finding this podcast for the very first time, you probably don't really care that we're on episode 22. But for me and for those of you who are listening to this episode every single week, it's almost six months. You think about that. Six months is 26 weeks. We do one episode every single week. So that is almost six months that we've been doing these podcasts. I can't wait to get to episode 26 and kind of celebrate that road mark. But I thought for today's episode, because we've been doing them for so long, it might be a great idea for me to share with all of you listening why I'm so passionate about helping working Christian moms create more balance in their life. Now, like most people, when they're teaching about something, it's because there's a pain point attached and they have experience there. And for me, it's no different. I have lived many, many years completely out of balance in my own life. I've lived many, many years at distance with God, um not confident in who I was as a person and I learned a lot of lessons through that and that's why I'm so passionate because I know the pain and the hurt that it can be to live in that spot and I have seen that effect on other people in my life of me living selfishly in that way. Now as you're listening to this episode, you might hear parts of it that you identify with. And I hope that you do, and I hope that this episode really speaks to you and that God uses it to speak and guide you in your walk with Him in your life. Now, I want to just make sure it's really clear, because if you're listening to this and maybe you're not a working Christian mom, or even if you are, I want to make it very clear that the things I'm going to share are my own personal journey, my own personal thoughts, And I'm not at all implying that this is the case for every single working Christian mom because it probably isn't. In fact, it is not. I just know. But I also know so many other moms like myself that we've had real honest discussions over a glass of wine here or there. And these are some truths that deep down really are kind of across the board with other moms. And so you might relate to some of these things, but... I'm not wanting to impose these on you at all. Now, for those of you who uh, this is your first time listening to this podcast, one of the things that we do every single episode is that we look at Scripture. Um, And really, the reason why we do that is not just because it's a Christian podcast or it's a nice thing to do or um, I want to make sure that you're memorizing Scripture. It's nothing like that. But it really is that I have found for my own life, When I'm living in the word, that's where power comes from. It's not just about reading the word or memorizing scripture, but it's really allowing the scripture to live in your life. People talk all the time about, or you hear people say that life doesn't come with an instruction manual, but in fact it does. And the instruction manual is called the Bible and there's so much wisdom in there, even though it was written so, so long ago, that really applies to our life today. So the verse that we're going to be talking about in this episode, I want to share at the beginning versus the end of the episode like we typically do. And before I share this verse, I just have to say, I don't know if this has ever happened to you before where a verse like haunts you, like it becomes something that relates to everything going on in your life and God just seems to be putting it in front of you everywhere you go and you know you need to dive a little bit deeper on it. This is one of those verses that I stumbled upon a couple weeks ago, and then once I found it, I realized that this verse was really following me for a while. And it's verse Hebrews 11, 1, and it reads, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what is not seen. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Now, just the fact that it's Hebrews eleven, one is kind of crazy because for the last, oh, I don't know, maybe three months, I would see one eleven everywhere. Eleven eleven. Like the ones were just kinda of, every time I would look at a clock, it was just kind of a little bit creepy. And I had seen some things online about numbers and spiritual angel, and I don't know how much I believe in some of that woo-woo stuff. I think what you focus on, you find. And so I think it was one of those things where an article kind of came to my attention, and then I just started seeing things everywhere because I was more conscious of it. But then when I saw this verse, I felt like God was very clearly telling me, I've been trying to show you this verse for some time, and it's been there for you. And I think that it's so amazing that God had that faith and that hope for me, Before I even had it because the Bible is true whether you are aware of the verses in there or not and God is working for you whether you see it or not and that's really kind of the premise of what I want to share with you about my journey and my unbalanced life and my journey to kind of take control of my life and take back the balance in my life that I've been able to do and that I now teach. So let me first start off by sharing a little bit of my past history with you very, very briefly, just so you have a little bit of context. So I've always, 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 always been a hard worker. I don't know if that is necessarily a spiritual gift or not, but I've always kind of claimed it as my spiritual gift, that that is the one thing that I can bring to the table, is that I can work really, really hard, really long hours, really dive deep into anything that... I'm asked to do whether it's a job whether it's volunteer work whether it's cleaning the house you name it I can really dive deep into whatever it is that I'm doing so I've always um I've always worked I've always had jobs that required more of me I've never had one of those jobs where it's just you know you kind of punch the time clock outside of you know college years high school years and I've never never cared like it's always been something I've poured myself into so when I, really when I started my professional career, I started in the weight loss industry, coaching um, and counseling people on weight loss, selling weight loss packages uh, for a larger corporation and worked my way into management where I was started to travel. And really when I started to travel, my first son, um, gosh, he was maybe a year old when I first, maybe a little over a year old, when I first started traveling for my job and managing multiple weight loss centers. Um, and then it kind of grew into multiple states of, um, that I was managing those different weight loss centers into. And that's really when I first started learning how hard it was to being a working mom. Now, my husband has been a stay at home dad since day one. So as soon as my first son was born, we made the decision that I would continue to work and he would stay home and raise our son. Cause I just couldn't imagine putting a little, my little baby into daycare. And I remember it was hard leaving him and going back to work. But knowing that my husband was there to take care of him, it made it a little bit easier. But I'll have to confess, I wasn't quite too sure how to be a mom, but I knew how to be a good manager at work. And so it was almost a relief for me that I could leave my son and go to work where I knew and I was confident in what I was doing and leave some of the hard stuff of what to do with a newborn baby to my husband and I know that that sounds bad, but I'll tell you, I'm going to be very transparent with you on this podcast and sharing my story. And that's really where I was. That was what was true for me in that, in that time and in that moment. So anyway, I really gave myself to my career and it ended up advancing so that I was overseeing multiple stores. Now, that particular company ended up going bankrupt. And um, after moving my family around a couple times following it, I ended up without a job. And so my husband decided to go back to work and I was going to try my hand at being a stay-at-home mom. And I'll tell you, it was extremely, extremely difficult. If you're listening to this and you're a stay-at-home mom, I know that you might hear this from some working moms and it might sound condescending or, you know, you have your own walk that you're you're on and I can't really speak to that because I'll tell you, I was not a stay-at-home mom very long. I was maybe three months stay-at-home mom. And it was really difficult for me. I didn't know what to do with my day. And I was constantly second guessing. Am I doing the right things for him? Am I feeding him the right foods? Is Am I doing the right activities with him? Um, I mean, I remember searching online and and asking people in forums and mommy groups, like, how do you structure your day? What am I supposed to do? Every job I had always came with, this is what you do. This is, you know, our policies and our procedures. But for a stay-at-home mom, there's... No policies and procedures for you to follow. So I really was unsure about what in the world I was doing. And it's so funny. You get so focused on the little things that are right in front of you and your immediate wants. And that was my really first taste at the unseen and the things that God is working for in our favor And really what that means, that when God's working for our favor, sometimes we think about prospering us in this life and providing for us in the way that makes us, quote unquote, happy. And it was my first taste that that's not really what he's about. Yes, he wants us to flourish. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us joys in this life. He's our heavenly father. And you think about any other father. I think about my dad. And how he's always just trying to make me happy. That he wants to provide for me and give me safety. And that's no different with our Heavenly Father. But his focus is different than ours. And he knows that there's so much more. Like this life is just such a little whisper. Such a little um, fleeting time in the grand scheme of things. And that his main concern for us is eternity. And that was my real first taste. So... In that time period, I was extremely restless because I just did not know. And I, I sought so much counsel from wise women um, in my life. And I remember I was talking to a friend of mine at church and she was kind of going through a similar issue or she had um, in the previous months. And she said, you know, sometimes those of us that are, are working women um, we're like racehorses. But there are some times when the racehorse needs to not be on the race course and it needs to go back to the barn and rest. And that really hit me like, okay, this is my time of rest. And when we're resting, that's when God's going to give us strength. That's when he's going to nourish us so that when we go out for that next race, we are ready and we are prepared. And so I really took that time to prepare myself, knowing that God's going to have something else for me now here's the other confession it's one thing to know intellectually god's working on something for me there's going to be something better i just need to hunker down but when you're really in it the emotion really takes over like it intellectual does not necessarily matter you can know something in your head but if you don't know it in your gut and your heart completely and trust in that faith and hope in the and the things that are unseen it gets really, really emotional. <laughs> you can get really overwhelmed with that anxiety and that restlessness of not knowing and what are those next steps. And so during that time, um, someone came to our church as a special speaker and really was talking um, about spiritual gifts and things like that. And one of her spiritual gifts was, prophecy. And so she would kind of travel around to different churches and and talk about having that relationship with God and really hearing God. And she felt like one of her spiritual gifts was being able to pray for someone and really have insight on what God has for them. And after the service, she was, you know, standing at the altar and inviting people to come up that she could pray for them. And I went up there and I was so just desperate I couldn't, I can't think of another word to describe it, but just desperate on knowing what my next steps are, what it is that God has for me, what should I be doing and making sure most importantly, making sure I was doing the quote unquote right things because I just didn't know like what God had for me. And I knew that it was going to be great, but I didn't have faith in myself that the steps that I was taking would lead me to where he wanted me to go. I had faith in him, but I didn't have faith in me. And what I didn't understand at the time is God is greater than me. I can't mess it up. If he's got a plan for me, he will course correct things around me in ways that I can't know and I can't see to bring me to where he wants me to be. But again, where he wants me to be is with him for eternity, not necessarily in a perfect spot in my life in the here and now. Although he wants to, again, he wants to bless us, but that's not his overall goal his, his plan for our life is for him to have eternity with us and for us to be able to share with as many other people as possible so that they can have life with him for eternity. That's his plan for our lives. No matter what else is happening, that's the plan. Anyway, so I went to go speak with her afterwards and she prayed for me. <laughs> have you ever prayed for something and you're just praying that God just tells you exactly what to do? Like with complete clarity? I was hoping I would go up there and she would say, this is the job that God has for you. You need to go to this place, apply for this job. The person's name is going to be Sharon. Like I just wanted so much clarity. Like, I don't know, like a psychic maybe. I don't know what I was exactly thinking was going to happen. But she told me, God is God has a child for you. <laughs> and I just remember like being like someone knocked me upside the head. I was like, No. No, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not asking for a child. I'm asking for a job. And I just remember she looked at me and she smiled. And she started praying and she's like, God is dancing over your life. And he has a child for you. And then she began to pray, Lord, give this woman the job that she needs to make room for the child that you have for her. And I remember I went and got in the car and my husband was like, so how'd it go? What'd she say? And he probably thought it was crazy because he knew I was like wanting to like, to just be told do this. And he's been a Christian for a lot longer than I have. And I knew that he, he knew that I wasn't going to get that, but he was still letting me kind of walk my own course and my own path. And so I told him what she said and he was even like, what, what? (laughs) Okay. Well, if that's what God has for us, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all works out. And of course, that's what ended up working out as I was presented a job opportunity that didn't require me to travel, and it was a little bit of a step back for me, but it was um, really my first taste in working in network marketing on the corporate side where I was still able to coach women, which was something that um, I really fell in love with when I was working in the weight loss industry. but it also allowed me a lot of flexibility. It was a work from home position, create your own schedule. Um, really where I could do the things that I love for a company that I really respected and, um, really believed in the same things that they believed in, but they also had an amazing health plan. They, it paid decent money. It really provided everything that I needed. And as soon as I got the job, what do you know? A couple of weeks later, we found ourselves pregnant with our second son. Now, this is where God gets really kind of crazy in my life Not that he's he's kind of crazy in my life everywhere. It's amazing how much when you look he is everywhere. So while I was in my training portion for this job, I was placed with a woman, um, and introduced to her children through doing some training with her. We were going to an evening meeting, and she needed to pick up her kids and take them to dinner, and then drop them off at uh, her sister-in-law's house before the meeting. And I was riding along with her in her car, and she asked, "You don't mind if we?" go. And I was like, no, I got to eat dinner too. So it's all fine. And um, while we were sitting there having our meal, she gave her son a handful of pills to take. And uh, of course, you know, I kind of caught me off guard because he was such a little boy. I think he was like six or seven at the time and just took him like a champ. And I think she probably saw me kind of staring a little bit. And she explained to me that he had cystic fibrosis and I'd never heard of cystic fibrosis before. And she explained to me about the disease and It was a life-shortening disease, but her son was doing extremely well with it. Um, She explained to me that it affects the digestive system and the lungs. It really like, just kind of stuck to me. And if you've ever had those moments in your life where something, you know it's going to be important, but you don't quite know why. And it was one of those things of clarity in that moment that there was just something about it. I don't know what it was, but there was just something about that moment that stuck with me. Fast forward a couple months And I'm in the doctor's office and told that both my husband and I are carriers for the CF gene. And it's a high possibility that our son would have CF as well. So we went through genetic counseling. CF is short for cystic fibrosis. And uh, we're told a lot of really scary, scary things. And then I remembered that this woman, Catherine... Her son had cystic fibrosis, and I remember that moment being there with him and seeing him look so healthy and hearing her talk. So of course, I immediately pick up the phone and call her. And again, God provided a job for me to make room for this child who, in fact, when he was born, we spent many, many months at the um, NICU because he was born with complications of cystic fibrosis. Now, Cody is now at the time of this recording about to be seven same age her son was when I first met him. And again, doing amazingly well, super duper healthy for having cystic fibrosis, taking pills like champ, just like her son did. And it's amazing how God kind of weaved that in. If you don't think that there's a master plan, there is a master plan. It all kind of works together. So because I have an addiction to my job, (laughs) That's quite the little transition there (laughs) from my son and everything that was going on with him back to work. I do have a, a bit of an addiction to work, to working hard, getting my credits from there. So of course, after my second son was born, it was pedal to the metal, back to work. And when he was about two and a half years old, I was presented with an opportunity To travel and to advance in my career. Now, given the fact that I then had a five year old son, a two year old son, and my two year old had special needs, I wasn't sure. It was the first time that I wasn't just all in on my career. And I really doubted and I questioned is this the right next step for me? And my husband and I prayed about it and we talked about it. And I felt like that's where God was leading me to go. And, and one of the things with our son having cystic fibrosis is that we decided early on, we didn't want him to hold back. We never wanted him to make an excuse of, I have cystic fibrosis, so I can't do whatever it is that he wanted to do. And as we were talking, my husband said, well, you realize if he didn't have cystic fibrosis, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The only reason why we're having this conversation of you not taking the advancement is because he has cystic fibrosis. And if we don't want him to make excuses for the disease, we can't make excuses for the disease either. And I thought, well, I would never want to regret not taking it and having that on him. So I decided to take it. And I thought, you know what? If at any time I feel like God's calling me not to do it, then I can always step back. Little did I know that that is when my life was going to get so far out of balance for a number of years that it was really going to destroy relationships That it was going to, at times, jeopardize my marriage. That at times, it would jeopardize who I am. At times, it would make me question myself. And if I really was giving value to my family or if they would be better off without me. That's really kind of hard to say out loud, but that's the truth of where I was during the course of those next few years of traveling I'll tell you, there were times when I would be traveling from Oregon, where we lived at the time, to New York City every single week. Every Monday morning, 5 a.m. on a flight, then I would fly home every Friday. Saturday, I would be like a zombie on the couch, exhausted from the time change, exhausted from the hectic work week. And then Sunday, I'd be doing laundry and packing and do it all over again. I really missed so much of my life. In fact, the other day, a Facebook memory came up of my son's coloring Easter eggs, and it was during that time frame. And it just, when I saw it, brought up such a well of emotion because I was not there. To be honest, my youngest son from the age of about two and a half to about four, I don't have a lot of memories of him. And I can't get that time back. But I do feel that God was preparing me for what he has for my life and his mission that he has in my life during that time. Had I not gone through that time, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Who knows what I would be doing? He has a way of, in the unseen, working things for good. And what was my hope during that entire time? My hope has always been that I was doing things the right way, as if there is a right way. That I was doing things that would be pleasing to God and fulfill my overall purpose. Because again, I was so focused on my purpose in this life, in this world, not understanding that my purpose is so much bigger than a job. My purpose is so much bigger than a travel week, that it's so much bigger than an assignment at work. My calling and my purpose for this life is eternal and so is yours. So if you find yourself focused in on some of those really, really small details of where you are and what it is that you're supposed to be doing, zoom out a little bit, take a step back and realize that God's purpose for you is for you to have eternal life with him and to bring as many other people to him as possible. That's what our purpose is. And sometimes in doing that purpose, we have to do things that in this life don't feel very good. Because without going through all of that time now, I would never be doing a podcast. I would never be doing a blog, but it's because of the growth that I had during that travel time, being away from my family, having to rely on nobody but him. It allowed me to grow and strengthen in my faith and it allowed me to gain skills that I can now share with other people. Now, if you know women like this in your life that are working crazy schedules, maybe they're traveling a lot, maybe that's you but maybe it's other people in your life, can I just ask you never to say these words to them? I don't know how you do it. Don't ever say that to them because those are the words that cause so much pain. It's like darts to the soul for those women that are doing it. Every single time someone would say that to me, even if they meant well, it hurt so bad. And every time I'd have to fight back tears and you would think that that would be a clue that maybe I need to do something different. And you know what? You're probably right. Now that I say that out loud, you're probably right. It it probably was a clue that I should be doing something different, but I was walking the path that God had laid out for me. And I felt truly in that time, even though it seems odd that I was following the path that he had for me. And truthfully and secretly, I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but I was scared I wouldn't be good at it. The three months that I was a stay-at-home mom, I didn't know what I was doing. And I found comfort and confidence in work. And so that's where I put myself, in places that I could succeed. And I was not comfortable being a stay-at-home mom. That was outside of my comfort zone because I didn't know I could be successful at it. But then I look at other things in my life and I've had to always take that leap of faith, not knowing I'd be successful, but learn along the way. And I think that that is now the stage that I am in where I can learn along the way to be a better mom, to be a good mom to my boys, even though I miss that first part of their life. So, the last four years of my life, really probably the last two years, two years ago in my life, is really when I made a decision that I needed to do something different, that I needed to find a way to create more balance. And what really brought that into clear focus for me was the fact that while I was so focused on my career and building a life there, that I allowed other things in my life to happen that I resigned from. I allowed changes in the family, changes in our living situation, other people to make those choices. And I took myself out of the equation. And when I did that, I took myself out of my family And I kind of repurposed myself as just a worker bee, someone who provides for my family. And it dawned on me one day that God created me for so much more. And I wanted to be more active in my life. But I kind of needed to hit a reset button because I had painted myself into a corner where I could not get out. And so my family and I made some choices to move halfway across the country for a new job opportunity that promised less travel. And we really, really prayed about it. And we felt like that was really God's guide for us to go there and to do that job. Again, God working in ways that you cannot even see for a hope that we had, that we would be able to be restored as a family. And that's what God is. He's a restorer of things. He's a restorer of hearts. He's a restorer of lives. And in our case, he was a restorer of family. So again, because I'm addicted to work, of course, I immediately start digging in and burying myself in my job. But God was working so much bigger in my life. And he put the right people, the right programs. I really started working more on personal development and finding who God had called me to be. And he put this call in me and the spirit in me to start your life rocks. He started to show me even before it was called your life rocks. He started to show me some processes and systems as I prayed with him, um, things that would help me organize my schedule, organize my goals, organize my thought processes and the way that I looked and set up my life. He brought me the right mentors into my life that could show me and teach me ways of improving the way that I was doing things that could show me and how to create greater balance for my life. And I found it. I found these things really, really worked for me and helping me grow in all areas of my life. And that's when I realized that I wasn't made just to work and bring home a paycheck. I was meant for so much more. I was meant to have joy and happiness in this world, to be in relationship with people, true, genuine relationship with people that I could be transparent and be me and allowed me to find out who me really is. It allowed me to grow closer to God and have a deeper understanding of what his purpose is for, for my life and for everything that he's done for me and to be able to look back and see how he so beautifully wove all of those experiences in to the possibility of being able to serve him more because ultimately that's what it's all about, is serving him more. My pastor once said, God wants to work things in favor for you and while they are for you, it's never about you. It's about the story and your testimony that's going to affect other people and how they're going to then come to Jesus. So, although He does these things for you, it's not about you. It's about the greater vision of His kingdom. And so that brings us to where I am today. I'm constantly making decisions that are going to bring me closer to God, following Him every step of the way. And even when I look back over the course, there are some things that I wish I wouldn't have done, but at the same time, I can't have regrets over it because. I felt like I was praying every single step of the way and following the path that God laid in front of me. And that's what I'm going to continue to do for every other piece of my life. And I encourage you to do the same. So wherever you are in your walk with God, wherever you are in your career, whether you are completely out of balance, maybe you're in that spot where you're praying for that next job. Maybe you're praying for what God might have for you personally. I just hope that this has encouraged you, that you've found some truth in this, that you maybe find yourself in this and knowing that God loves you, that he cares for you and that he's got so much more for you than you can possibly, possibly imagine. So I just want in parting, for you to take this with you. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And I just want you to remember that regardless of whatever it is that you're going through, wherever you are in this walk with your career, with your motherhood, with your faith, that if you put your faith in God, you are really having confidence in what you hope for and assurance that God is working in your favor. Even if you can't see it, even if it doesn't seem clear at all, it seems clear to him. It doesn't need to be clear for you because having faith is not knowing and still believing anyway. Now, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. If you find yourself as a working Christian woman, working Christian mom, that you could join us so that you can get those tips, so you can get those support, the inspiration to help bring more balance into your life. We have different focuses every single day. There's live trainings in there for free to help you gain more balance in your life, regardless of wherever you are in the process. And so you can go to the show notes called yourliferocks.com forward slash 22. That's the number two, two. And we'll have a link for there for our Facebook group. Now, if you're interested in some of those tips and tricks and tools that I learned, those systems that really brought my life greater into balance, I have developed a course called Weekly Success Planning that teaches some of those principles. And so you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash WSP. That stands for Weekly Success Planning to learn more about that course. And of course, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. I want to thank you so much for taking time out and listening to this podcast today. If this is your first time, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've been listening for some times, please leave us a rating and review in iTunes. It really does help more people find our podcast and it would really be grateful if you could share this podcast with some friends in your life as well. So until next time, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.